Huh? And I just want to encourage you to step into that thing that God's doing in your life. Some of you, you know, you're right at the threshold of some insane breakthrough. And, and uh, this is going to be an amazing year for a lot of you. I'm telling you, this is going to, let me just prophesy for a minute. This is going to be an amazing year for a lot of you. There's, there's, things, there's things you've been believing for. And you're going to, you, you know what? You're going to begin to see it come to pass. It came to pass. It's on its way to your house. Huh? And, and, and God is just so good. And we're thrilled and excited. And, and man, next weekend's going to be off the hook. You know, Pastor Bill Shear's going to be here. And he's going to clean our clock. And, uh, uh, you know, and he's going he's gonna to mess with us for the good. And, and we're going to celebrate. But uh, you know what? Uh, this morning, there's, I, I just want to take just a minute and have people who have been around for a while. You know, the, I, I call them the marathoners. And uh, they've been with us right from the get-go. I mean, right from the starting block. And if that's you, I just want you to stand to your feet and stay standing. Would you give them a hand? People have been with us right from the, right from the I mean, the launch point. Amen. Uh, yeah. And you know what's awesome? I know what some of you guys are thinking. Well, well, there's not very many of them left. No, the, the deal is there wasn't very many of us. Right? Stay standing, Lene. You've been through this. This is second service, for crying out loud. Okay. And, and uh, 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 these guys, I'm telling you, you know, this room, this room, yeah, man, isn't that awesome? Isn't it awesome? We've been in this room a lot lately. And I've got to tell you something. This room's not awesome. The people in this room is awesome. Amen. And, and I'll tell you where the life comes from. It's these people. And, and then about, about eight years ago, some other folks started showing up. If you've been with us eight years or more, stand up. About eight years ago, you know, we just had to, you know, check it out. And, oh, yeah, give them a hand. Because uh, stay, stay up. About eight years ago, people started showing up. And breathing life into what God was doing and helping and locking shields and walking with us. And, and, and five years ago, look, if you've been with us for five years, stand up. And, and five years ago, God starts adding and, and just continuing to, to, to bring the increase. And yeah. And, and three years ago, three years, if you've been with us three years, come on, get up. We, we love you too. And, and so awesome. And you, you want to know what I think is radical? Hey, hey, you guys who are standing, look around the room because half of the people have been here. You guys might as well stand up. You've been here for like 30 minutes. Get up on your feet and let's celebrate, celebrate what the Lord has done. Come on. Together, we're better. Amen. Give somebody a high five. Tell them I'm better because of you. No, better, not bitter. Hey Amen. You can be seated. Hey, if you're here this morning, uh, if you're here this morning and you don't have a Bible, you don't own a Bible, we'd love to give one to you. It's our gift to you. We want to make sure everybody's got a copy of the Word of God. Just hold your hand up if you need a Bible. Our ushers are going to come find you. And we want everybody to have a copy of the Word of God. No excuses in our, in our day and age. Amen. You got it on your device. You can, you can download an app and have some dude read a chapter of Proverbs to you every morning before you get out of bed. You got to have God's Word every single day. Amen? Every day. I'm telling you that God's word is, is, is going to give you strength. It's going to give you vision. It's going to give you hope. It's, gonna, it's, it's the thing that's going to pull you through. Right? Come on. No word from God will ever fail. That's in the book. 
I hope today, I hope today you showed up with, with a family verse, with a life verse. How many, you got, how many of you are ready? You got your life verse. Amen. And in just a little bit, we're going to go out there and write in the concrete. We're going to take the Sharpies. We got people, if you can't write well, we got people who write it for you. And we're going to put the scriptures right there, and then, then we're going to seal it tomorrow. And forever, the word of God will be sealed, and it'll, it'll be the scriptures that we're standing on. Amen. And we'll be able to, you know, you could, you could have all my children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace of my children. And then you can bring that ornery little brat in and make him stand on it. <laughs> I just see a hundred different ways to use this. I see, we're not going to cover it with carpet. We're, we're going to leave it out there visible because we believe the word of God. Amen. Amen. We, we live the word of God. We eat it. We breathe it. It's what sustains us. It empowers us. It, it's, the, it's, it's the secret sauce. Huh? You know, you're a believer. I got Jesus in my heart. Well, the Bible says don't get caught without his word in your mouth. Amen? And, and it's hard to have it in, his, in your mouth if you don't know what he said. You know, Amos 3.3 3 says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? And, and a lot of people are trying to walk with God in disagreement with him. And I, I want to challenge you to begin to, to move your life closer and closer to the Word of God. You know, I, I don't mind telling you that almost every, every week I find an area of my life where I need to make an adjustment. You know, and, and I've been, been seeking this God life stuff, you know, for a, for a while. And, and in the Word every day, and, and stuff will come up, and I'll realize that, man, that, that's not in alignment with the Word. I've got I to change that. I've got to grow. And, and, and with, you know, David said, your Word, that's the light, right? That's the light that keeps me on track. Get in the book every day. You don't have to read chapters. Find a verse that you can weave into the fabric of your being. So that, so that it, just, it just begins to infuse you. You know, whatever you're going through, whatever the challenge is, whatever the circumstance is, you know, you know, find what God has to say about that and begin to use it and demonstrate Satan's defeat in that area of your life. Amen? Just, just live a life that humiliates hell. But you've got to have the Word of God. Amen? Let's hold our Bible up in the air and let's make a confession together. Just lift your book up and your device, your, uh, your 19-inch color TV, whatever you got. And lift, lift it up and say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. Say, I choose to do what it says I can do. Say, I have an open mind. I have a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, I will never be the same. Say, never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Come on, give God one more big shout, one more praise. TJ. Amen. We're, we're excited about what God is doing. Amen. And, and, and again, I want to remind you, really, you know, what's got me pumped is, is it really isn't the property. We're way past that. What, what excites me is what God's doing in the lives of his people. And, and, and you know, uh, where, where we are today as a people is a, is a resemblance of what God's doing in individuals. And, you know, and if you look at your life and you can't quite see, you know, where's, you know, if any man be in Christ, you know, he is a new creature. You can't quite see the new thing. Step into it, man. We're at, we're at a season. We're at a place where you're right at the threshold of new, new life, new hope, new joy, new vision. Go ahead and get a dream. Get a backbone and go for the dream. Come on. You know, yeah, but you don't know my past. We don't care. Old things passed away, right? If any man 
be in Christ. If any man be in Christ, you, you have the right to experience the new life. Yeah, but I've been a bad boy. Jesus did not come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. You know what? Let me tell you something about the guys who are clapping. They know how dead they were. Right? And, you know, the Bible says that you who were dead in your trespasses of sins, he hath made alive. Man, I got life. I said I got life with a capital L. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, some of you guys said, I got life. No, man, you, 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 you need life. Jesus came. He said in John 10, 10, he said, I've come that you might have and enjoy life. In abundance, to the top, till it overflows. It's more life than death. It's not the absence of death. It's just we got so much life, it swallows up the death. Right? More joy than sorrow. Well, we still experience sorrow, but our joy overwhelms the sorrow. You you know, we got more peace than chaos. Chaos happens everywhere. Every day. Every day there's some chaos. But there's a peace that passes all understanding that's able to keep your heart and your mind riveted on him. Man, go for the life. Amen. There's a reason in your car the windshield is big and the rearview mirror is little. Some of you guys in the spirit, you can't see out the windshield because your rearview mirror is so honking big. You just, you just focus on what's behind you and focus on where you've been and focus on who you were. I ain't that guy no more. I'm new. Amen. I'm a new man. Amen. Hey, some people just have got to deal with the stuff that the old guy did. Because <laughs> I'm moving on. Right? I said, I said I'm moving on. Hey, guess what? We're not across the hall anymore. Yeah. We're, we're not on Clearwater no more. So what, what you have to do is quit thinking like we are. Because you know what we get? We get the chance, the opportunity to, well, to be, and really if your heart's right with God, you get to be whoever you want to be because if your heart's right with God, you'll want to be who he wants you to be. Right? And so you, you get a fresh start today. You, you get, I said you get a fresh start today. It's a new day. Look at somebody tell them, I'm brand new right now, right now. You, you, you can't think about it. You know, as a body, we can't think about it. Well, you know, when we were across the hall. We're not. Well, we used to do it back at Clearwater. We ain't on Clearwater. So we're going for some new stuff. Amen? Well, I, I don't know if I like it. We don't care. You know, we got a mission. And, yeah, but I can't see the floor. Your eyes will adjust. You know, we'll make changes. We're growing. But, 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 but the thing is, is that God's got something new. Check it out, Isaiah 43. Look at this. Isaiah 43, do not remember the former things. Do not. That sounds like a commandment. Do not remember the former things. Remember. Two words put together to make one word. The prefix re means to bring back to the original state of. Member. Members. Like your body is made up of many members. You have things that, you, that, that have been extracted from your, from your life. And he's saying, quit, 
don't, don't, don't keep reaching out for, for that and pulling that dead stuff back in. Remember, remember when the guys were on, on the cross with Jesus and, and, and one of them looks over at Jesus and he says, remember me. Well, you know, think about the picture of crucifixion and, 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 and man, that was, a, that was a, just a horrible way to die. And, and, and the, the body, the ligaments would begin to try to separate themselves. And, and you literally had the members of the body trying to get away from that because it was, the body was hurting itself. And he looks at him and he says, remember me. You know, next time you go to the table of remembrance, next time we have a communion, you realize that what he's doing is, is he's taking broken things and, he, and he's, putting, he's putting it back together again. But he's not, he's not bringing dead stuff. He's not, he's, not, he's not bringing broken stuff. No, he's bringing restored, renewed, refreshed, and revived. But a lot of us, what we do is we keep wanting to, to remember. We want to take stuff that was killing us, that, that, and we finally, it broke away, and the process might not have been enjoyable, but the reality is we keep wanting to go back and get something and pull it up to where we are. And he said, stop it, man. Don't, don't even consider, don't even consider the things of old. Quit thinking about clear water. You know, from this moment forward, no, it's a new day. It's a fresh thing. Look, look what he says in verse 19. I love it in the message. He said, uh, be alert, be present. I'm about to do something brand new. Come on, somebody ought to get happy here in a minute. Be alert, be present. I'm about to do something brand new. God's about ready to do something brand new. Right? So do, don't even think that you know what it is. Because, you know, our God is able to do exceeding abundantly above and beyond anything that you could ask or think. Beyond your wildest imagination, right? Beyond your wildest imagination. He's going to blow your little mind. So, so, you know, be alert. Be present. I'm going to do something brand new. It's bursting out. I want to talk about it really bad. I really do. And, and because, you know, a lot of us, we're going for this or for that, and we totally miss it. Right? You, you, you got your hands so full of this and your mind so full of that that you didn't even notice that it came and it came to pass. You missed it because you got so much of that. You got so much of the old, you missed the new. He said the, the new thing, the brand new thing. I, I, I want to do a brand new thing. And, and he said, don't you see it? It's hard to see it when you're focused on that. And he's saying, I, I, want you to, I want you to put your mind and your heart and focus on it. There it is. I'm going to make a road in a place that you didn't even think was passable. God, God said, I, I'm going to build roads, a uh, pathway. Uh, I'm going to carve out a way. It sounds like Ephesians 2, uh, what is it, 210 or 220, uh, where it says that we are his workmanship, his, his handiwork, recreated in Christ Jesus, that we might do the good works which he predestined for us to do, living, uh, taking the path which he made ready so that we live the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. He's got it all mapped out. I, I, I like Jeremiah 29, 11 in, in the message where it says God knows exactly what he's doing. He has it all planned out. Plans to give you the future you're hoping for. But see, for a lot of us, that's the problem. We're getting the future we hope for. We, our hopes are built on past experience and not on, on, on the vision that God's word could birth in our heart. 
See, if you get into the Word of God, I'm telling you, one of the things about that seed is it'll begin to sprout, and it'll begin to increase your vision and your dream, and you'll start believing for bigger and for better, and you, you'll start believing for health instead of, instead of sickness, and you'll start believing for prosperity instead of poverty, and you'll start believing for peace instead of chaos, and you'll start believing for joy instead of sorrow, and you'll start believing for hope instead of despair. And that's what he was talking about when he said, be alert and be present. Be alert. Wake up. God's about ready to do a new thing. Come on, wake up. Quit, quit living in the past. You know, a lot of us, we place a comma where God has placed a period. We keep trying to, to pull that stuff up there with us. And God said, man, I want you to cut that stuff, sever that thing. I said, sever that thing. Let's move forward. And the only way, really, the only way some of the old things should be able to get back into your life is after God brings them back. You don't want to be the guy. You want God to do it. And, and, and he said, you know, be alert. Come on, be sharp. Be sharp. Be on the lookout. Be present. How, how about you engage in your life? Not, not your presumed existence, but your true purpose. Man, you need, to know, you need to know God. You need to know his word to understand your true purpose. Let me tell you where fulfillment's at. Fulfillment is, is living the life that he created you for. Before he formed you, he knew you. And he used that information to shape you. He didn't just start shaping you and throw you out there and see where you fit. No, he had a purpose and a plan. And you're different from everybody else. He's, he's sanctified you. That's all it means is that you're different. He's given you stuff, that, uh, and he's ordained you or qualified you to fulfill that dream. You have everything you need to live a life that pleases God, but you've got to be present. Man, you've got to own it. Come on, let's own this thing. We've been positioned by God to, to, to make an impact and an influence in, in, in this region. Let's own that. And let, let, let's, let's make it happen. You know, really what it means, be alert, be present. Really, really what, what it means, pay attention. You know, when you pay attention, let, let, let me just throw some stuff at you. Number one, attention will cost you. That's why a lot of us are afraid to pay attention. Because we're afraid that we won't have the ability to get what we want later. Because something will come along and we won't be able to afford it. But what we end up doing is we've paid attention to so many of the wrong things that when the right thing comes, we can't afford the right thing. Think about it time-wise. You've paid attention. You, 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 you've engaged in so many things that don't matter that when the thing that does matter comes, you ain't got time. You can't afford it. Because you paid attention to all of that, you can't pay attention to it. There's a lot of stuff that you're paying attention to. L listen to me today. There's a lot of stuff that you're paying attention to today. It ain't your business. You're sitting around thinking about it, talking about it, worried about it, stressing over it, and it ain't your it. There ain't nothing you can do about it. You can't. You can't respond. You do not have the ability to respond to the thing you're paying attention to. That simply means that, you know, if, if, if you do not have the ability to respond, then you must not be responsible. You're not responsible for that. 
So you, you, you got to pay attention to what you're paying attention to. Because if you're not careful, you'll end up paying attention to all kinds of stuff. You pay attention to this, you pay attention to that. You won't even see it. You won't recognize it. And I'm telling you, it is what you were created for. Fulfillment, you're going to find fulfillment when you find it. And a lot of the stuff that has you laying awake at night, you won't even care about anymore. Because you'll recognize it doesn't impact it anymore. See, what you pay attention to, it'll do three things. What you pay attention to, number one, is it'll alter your thinking. The things you pay attention to will alter your thinking. Uh, The second thing it'll do is it, it, it will redirect your steps. The things you pay attention to will begin to redirect your steps. And number three, the things you pay attention to, they, they will consume your heart. Okay? It, it, it will, it, it will uh, it'll alter your thinking. Everybody say, alter your thinking. And I don't mean it'll take your thoughts to the altar. See, a lot of us, we're, we're, we're so hooked up on the past. Here, here's the thing about the past. You can't alter your past, but you can take your past to the altar. See, and what you and I as believers need to do is we need to understand that what we, what, really what we need to do is alter our thinking. We need to take our thought life to the altar. Right? As, as a believer, you do not have the right to think anything you want to think. You're not free to just think whatever. Now, the Bible tells us that if it, when, when thoughts don't line up with the Word of God, you, you put them in prison and don't ever let them out again. And and in Philippians 4, he said, here's the way you're going to think. You know, you're going to find stuff that's good, right? It's a good report. It's honest. It's just. It's pure. It's lovely. If, if If it's virtuous, you know, if it's praiseworthy, think on these things. You know, a lot of us, uh, you, you know, uh, what, 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 we need to, what we need to understand is that uh, we, we've allowed ourselves to think wrong. And if you think wrong, you're going to see wrong. If you see wrong, you're going to live wrong. You know, but if you think right, you're going to see right. And if you see right, you're going to live right. And what we've got to do, see, be alert. Be present. Don't just let any thought run through there. Pay attention to what you're paying attention to. And think right. A lot of us are, are thinking thoughts about people sitting with us right now that aren't good thoughts. Don't look, don't look around. Just There's people in here like that? Yeah! You know, we, we think things about, about our spouse or about our kids, and, and what we need to do is, 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 is be alert and, and, and be present and say, stop it. Man, I'm telling you, it, it, it might freak everybody out, but it might set you free if right in the, right in the middle of dinner at, at, you know, at Wendy's, if you just stood up and said, devil, get out. And you'd be amazed how many family members would leave. But I'm just saying, that, that, you, you know, you got to take, take control of, the, that, of that thought life and realize that, the, that those thoughts, man, uh, is costing you to pay attention to the wrong thing. I said, it's costing you to pay attention to the wrong thing. You know, you, you, and you just start thinking about stuff. You don't need to think about that. You know, Einstein, he was smart. And Einstein made this statement. I didn't, he did. 
He said, thinking is very difficult work, which explains why so few people do it. <laughs> See, a lot of us don't stop to think about what we're thinking about. We just, we just start thinking thoughts, and it just takes us someplace. And it's not the place we want to be. That, that was not the intention of our heart. You know, you just think about it. Church, you know, it wasn't the intention of our heart to come in and get irritated and go home mad. But it's happened to most of us, anybody who's been here for like three weeks or more. You know, because if you're not careful, you come in and you see something and, and you, you know, and you just start thinking stuff. What in the world did they do to the floor? Why, why would they do that to the floor? It doesn't matter. Okay, it is what it is. We ain't changing it. Yeah, but I don't like it. We didn't care. You know, well, well what, what, and you start thinking stuff. You know, and, and you go to work, and, and they've made some changes, or, they, or, or maybe it's just always been that way, and, you, and you're just sitting there thinking. What? It's not your, that's, that's not your realm. Well, people ought to care about what I think. When you find it, suddenly we can't help but care. I'm telling you that when, that, that when you step into it, oh, everything changes. Because there, there's an anointing on it. You got power in it. You, you, you find a realm of authority with it. But with this and that and the other thing, you're just irritating. All of us are. And it starts altering the way we think. And it changes our thoughts. And, 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 and it takes us someplace. Because it not only does it alter your thoughts, but it, it redirects your steps. The things that you pay attention to draw you to a place that you don't even need to be. Hello, somebody. You know, uh, we end up thinking about other things. And it gets us to a place where other things are located. And then those other things mess with our life. Look at Mark 4, 19. Remember when Jesus is talking about the, sowing the seeds and the seed and some good ground? So check it out. He said, th th there's one, that the cares and the anxieties of the world and the distractions of the age. Uh, guys, this, this, to me, this is such a picture of, of the society and the culture that we live in. We've got cares and anxieties and distractions of the age and, and the pleasure and delight and false glamour, the deceitfulness of riches and the craving and passionate desire for other things. Creep in and choke and suffocate the word and the word becomes fruitless. Why do you think the enemy wants you to pay attention to the wrong thing? So that the right thing won't have any power in you. See, he can, if he can get you to pay attention to the wrong things, then all of a sudden, the right thing isn't producing fruit. What you pay attention to is going to change the way you think. And then it's going to change the steps you take you got to pay attention to your thoughts. you got to pay attention to what you're paying attention to. Proverbs 4.20. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Pay attention to what I say. 
See, the enemy's trying to get you to pay attention to what the news says. The enemy's trying to get you to pay attention to what your neighbor says. The, the enemy's trying to get you to pay attention to what defeated and, 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 and you know, broken people say. And God's saying, listen, pay attention to my words. Pay attention to my word. And it will produce life. James said that if you receive the word of God, it has power. Power is a word that means the ability to produce results. God's word has the ability to produce results in your life. And it will change the way you think, right? It'll save your soul. The soul's the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make your choices. God said, pay attention to my word and, 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 and let me help you with these thoughts. You're not on your own. I, ca- I can't help it. I've been struggling with these thoughts. Well, stop struggling with those thoughts and embrace what he said. Well, come on, that was really good right there. You want to write it down. Because, see, a lot of you have been struggling with wrong thoughts instead of embracing God's word. See, if you pay attention to the wrong thing, you can't afford the right thing. So you're so busy with that that it can't produce life in you. So you've got to pay attention to what you're paying attention to Because what you pay attention to is going to alter your thoughts, it's going to redirect your steps, and it's going to consume your heart. You you will find yourself in a place where you are consumed. You know the thing, think about it, there's stuff that you never thought about, and then you started getting involved in it. Why? Because you were paying attention to it. Now all of a sudden, that is everything. How in the world, how else could somebody be consumed with Frisbee golf? I'm just saying. (laughs) Your heart cannot be consumed with things you've never paid attention to. You know, guard your heart, for out of it is the wellspring of life. We have have foreign objects in our heart that are stopping the flow that we need to remember. Well, what are those foreign objects? This stuff that you've paid attention to. You know, the enemy, the enemy can't fill your heart with lustful thoughts if you're not paying attention to the wrong things. Come on, man, let's own it. You know, I don't get much out of the Word of God. It's the same device you use to look at porn. You've got to pay attention to what he says. Right? Because what you're paying attention to is going to consume your heart. Man, you've got to stop paying attention to that. You've got to stop paying attention to this. And you need to start paying attention to it. Because it is very good. The life God has for you, very good. You want it. You want it. Remember what the priest said to David. If you want it, take it. David said, there ain't nothing like it. I want it. Give it to me. There ain't nothing like it. I said, there ain't nothing like it. I said, there ain't nothing like it. Man, you, you want, you want the life. You want it. You want it. You want it. Check this out. Check it out. Psalms, Psalms 126. He said, it seemed like a dream. Too good to be true. 
Can I, can I just tell you something? You, you know, a lot of us, we, we get kind of leery when something comes along that's too good to be true. Let me tell you something about it, about the life that God has for you. Seems too good to be true. I said it seems too good to be true. See, I know me. I know who I am. I know where I came from. I can look back too. But, you know, my, I got a smoking hot wife. I got, I got three incredible young men of God that I get the ability to call them my son. I'm surrounded with, 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 with people, marathon runners, who are life givers. I, 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 got a, I got a body of believers that I, I, I have the opportunity to do life with. And I'm telling you, look, look, look at where we are. It's too good to be true. It, it, it. It's like a dream, and it seemed too good to be true. Look, look at verse 2. We laughed, we sang, we couldn't believe our good fortune. You know how I know that some of you haven't stepped into it yet? I haven't seen you laughing like that yet. You know, I haven't seen you. Man, we laughed, we sang. I'm not talking about, I will look up. I'm talking about, I will look up. You know, there's a reason we crank the music up. It's so you can't hear you. I'm telling you, some of you are totally intimidated by you. And you stand there in the middle of a worship service. Worship means to rivet your eyes or attention on someone or something. To sit at one's feet even as a dog sits at his master's feet, licking his master's hands. Vine's expository dictionary on the word worship. And, and, and all you're thinking about during worship is you. So we're cranking up so you can forget you. Right? Because we know you. Some of you... Can't carry a tune in a bucket. But when you step into it and it starts happening in your life, suddenly you don't care about that because that ain't got nothing to do with it. You know, the lights are dim and the music's loud and you're just, ah, and you're going for it. That's it. Seemed too good to be true. We're laughing. We're singing. We couldn't, can't believe how good my God is. Yeah, yeah but my neighbor thinks I've kind of, you know, like, like, like I've lost it. Coworkers think I'm on crack. Who cares? God is too good, right? Check it out. We, we were the talk of the nation. Let me tell you something right now. There's people talking about us. And it ain't, all, it ain't all nice. But one thing they have to agree on, God was wonderful to them. Huh? That's what they're saying. You know what we're saying? Look at verse 3. God was wonderful to us. And we are one happy people. Come on, somebody! Crazy. Yeah, come on. Come on. We're happy people. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. I sit down a minute. The guy's, the guy's sitting there next to you. He's like, dear God. You should have had the coffee we had. Okay, look, look at verse 4. Because I love this verse. See, it was like a dream. Now, God, do it again. 
Huh? You know, raising the kids, raising the kids, there, there were moments, I mean, just totally radical, fun moments that, uh, you know, like a snowy day in a, in a big empty parking lot. Huh? You know, and, and Shelby sitting in the chair next to me going, oh, Thomas, oh, Thomas. And the boy's going, do it again! <laughs> you know, because uh, whatever happened on the way there a week ago, nobody cared. Do it again! I'm telling you, that's where God's wanting to take you. You, you, you might be going through a hard time. You know, think, think, think about it. When, when, a, when a mama gives birth, Shelby was in labor 18 hours with Evan. Dude, it wore me out. <laughs> That's hard on me. I mean, man, you know, I stood, my fingers were crushed. You know, I had scratch marks on my forearms. You know, I looked, I, I had to leave the room at one point and pray for Shelby because I think she was demon-possessed or something, you know. <laughs> you know, and she looked at me and she said, I want it out. You know, and, and I'm like... I'll be back, you know. And it wasn't very long after those 18 hours, you know, and I'm thinking, I need some rest. And Shelby's like, do it again. Let's have another one. I'm like, why? <laughs> That's not true. When, when we got married, when we got married, uh, uh, you know, man, I love the Word of God, and the Bible says that children are a blessing from the Lord. I didn't know then that blessings came with complications you know i didn't know that part but uh, i wanted to live a blessed life and it said that uh, children are a blessing of the lord and happy is the man whose quiver is full of them so i did some study and found out that a quiver yes debatable could have five or six five or six so i'm i told everybody i told everybody we were going to have six and the guys that said well yeah but a quiver is only five i said yeah but I, if, if, if happy is the man whose quiver is full i'm going for delirious we're going ha- to have six of these suckers. And then after three, I re- recognize quickly, they all have the double portion. We do not need more. Okay. <laughs> do it again. I'm a, no, okay, hold on. But that's where God's wanting to take you. To a place where it seems like a dream. See, that can be a nightmare. This can drive you crazy. But it is like a dream. And you'll be going, God, do it again. Bring rain to this drought-stricken life. Man, there's, there's moments of hardship. But do it again, God. See, because I, I, I can take some hard steps. I can take some, some trails that are, that, that are difficult because I know where you're taking me. Because you're about to do it again. Look at verse 5. So that those who planted their crops in despair will shout hurrahs at the harvest. Man, I'm telling you, you might be at a place where it's hard to sow, but God's taking you to a place where, where it's hurrah! Man, I'm glad I followed God. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I, I did what he said, not what I thought. Hurrah! Oh, there have been moments we wanted to quit. Last week. Man, I was fighting the demon of carpet glue. You know, and I'm like, we're going back to clear water. And then this morning, hoorah! 
I, I think you ought to look at some. I think, hey, no, 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 hang with me because we're going to do this together, okay? Because we're just crazy. This is just one of those weekends, and let's just be nuts. But we're going to shout a hoorah on three. Not, not before three. Don't go before three. If you go before three, we have to stone you. But, uh, um, but on three, we're going to do a hoorah. But I think the hoorah that you shout ought to be a prophetic utterance of the breakthrough that you desire. And, it, and if you go, hoorah, I never want to hear you complain again. Right? Because you do not have the right to complain about that which you're willing to permit. Right? But, but, but just get ready. When we get to three, one. When we, when we get to three, you, you just, and I'm talking about, man, this is your moment. This is your opportunity for the hoorah. Two, are, are you getting close? Because, uh, yeah, but my life is drought, my, my life is drought stricken. It's raining. Come, come on, come on, it's raining, and, and, and the presence of God is raining, and you're, you're getting ready to step into a harvest, and your hoorah is a picture of the harvest that you're asking God for. It, it, it's a definition of the it that you're believing for. Three. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> One more verse. Look at six. Check it out. This is, this is how God restores. See, this is why you, you, don't, you don't remember stuff. You let him restore stuff. Because those who went off with a heavy heart are coming back laughing. Come on, there's some stuff that, there's some stuff that when it left your life, it was broken. But when God, when God re- restores it, he doesn't bring back the brokenness. And those who left with a heavy heart come back laughing, armloads of blessing. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's worth it. Come on, it's, it's worth it. You want to go after it. You, 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 you want to pay attention to what you're paying attention to. Don't, don't, worry, don't, don't worry about some of that crazy stuff. You know, don't worry about it. I, I, I wish we had carpet. We don't, so let's just keep singing and, and feel free to spill your coffee and, and then clean it up lest you slip and hurt yourself. And, and, you know, well, I, I, I think the elderly should get an ice cream first. Listen, when we have ice cream for the children, I thought it was funny last night. We have ice cream, and it's for kids, okay? I mean, later on, you're an adult, and you want to slip up there and get one. But don't, don't, don't run over it. Don't knock the children out of the way to, 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 to go for your stupid cone. You know, I'm, I'll get you a cone, but, but it really, it's for kids. And, and it's so the parents can take their kids to the ice cream. Well, well, well why can't we give them celery? Because we want them to love church. Okay, and, 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 and we're, we're priming your kids, and they're going to ask you, and we want you to take your kid down and get him an ice cream cone and be a stinking hero for a minute. Amen. Why? Because we want our kids to love the house of God. Amen. And it's hard for them to love the house of God when a 42-year-old guy with a Wilkerson welding T-shirt knocks a child out of the way. <laughs> Hoorah! <laughs> Pay attention to what you're paying attention to. Right? Pay, att- pay, att- make, pay attention to what he says. Because he's going to take you to it, and it's going to cause you to come in. Armloads of blessing. Your life is going to be blessed. We're talking about a crazy good life. Come on, somebody. Let's give him one more. Hoorah! Come on! Hoorah! Yeah. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to close your book, bow your head, and we're going to pray together. Some of you guys are in here today, and man, you've been living this life or that life.